And suddenly, a guy approached with a gun to take out his bike, to, to, to rob his bike. Then what happened? The two guys who are in the vehicle behind said, well, now is the moment. Now everything we saw in the movies and theaters and whatever, are all training it. Now is the moment. They draw their weapons. And especially the guy who was also driving and shooting, that's also a crazy thing. And and they killed, they killed their protectee. I mean the the yeah, Adolfo Lagos, you can you can Google it. And, and they killed their protectee. That that's that happened too. Welcome to the Left of Greg Podcast. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Left of Greg Podcast. I'm Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check the episode details. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. Today, we're talking to Ivan Ivanovich, a global leader in the executive protection industry who has started and ran several highly successful multinational security companies. He has an impressive background and extensive experience operating in some of the most complex security environments in the world. We first met Ivan two years ago when we spoke at the Executive Protection Summit in Mexico City, and we've been huge supporters of him ever since. He recently came out with a book about executive protection, so we wanted to have him on the show to talk about his experiences. During the conversation, Ivan shares with us some powerful stories from his work in Mexico, and he highlights some of the problems within the executive protection industry. He also gives us his take on the future of the industry and what he thinks that practitioners should focus on. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, we'll go ahead and get started here. So Ivan Ivanovich, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We're excited to have you on. We met you a couple years ago and we've been wanting to get you on for a while. And so we're happy that you were finally able to, to get on here and, and record an episode with us. So thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. It's a truly an honor for me. And, and thank you. Thank you so much to have me here. Yeah, well, it's an honor for us to have everyone really too, because you've got a, a really interesting life and career, um, and you're you're really big in the executive protection world, um, which and based a lot out of Mexico, which their executive protection industry is massive uh, in terms of just private security in general, and what you guys have to operate under some some uh, difficult circumstances sometimes. So that's part of why I wanted to come have you on because that industry in the United States is growing as well. A lot more people getting personal security, um, a lot more people just in general, so not just at the executive level. So I wanted to bring you on, but but if you wouldn't mind kind of for for our listeners is give give a little background about yourself, where you're from, and then kind of where, where you're at here, because you've got some great views of the executive protection industry, which we wanted to have you on for, but kind of want to give a little bit of your your backstory because it's that's interesting as well. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ryan, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. It's really it's an honor for me once more. And yes, I am. Well, I, I used to be Yugoslavian and <laughs> that country. Not anymore. Not anymore. I used to be many things, you know, but then that the, the names of a country were, were, were changing right. due to an, an, an very unfortunate uh, and, and, and really very violent uh, civil war that we have in back in the 90s. 
and the country split in 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 many segments and in, in, in many parts. So uh, after after that, I became I, I I became Serbian. You know, that's kind of part of the used to be kind of bad guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> but 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 it it turned it take it took a lot of turns, and I started when I I started to form myself and get my first experiences in in security and executive protection was. Uh, Back in the back in the nineties, during the during the uh, Yugoslavian uh, civil war, and that was uh, a, a lot of things, a lot of things to, to to learn there. It was it was really challenging uh, environment to 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 do the the, the security exactly protection was kind of I, I I have that kind of luck so to say that I was developing myself in, in, in the pretty, as a professional, as a, in a pretty violent environment. First, it was ex-Yugoslavia. And when that, when, when that was over in 1999, by the play of destiny, I came to Mexico originally as a tourist. And here I am 25 years later. <laughs> and it, it, it was a big change in, in, in both cultures, way of living, language. Uh, and whatever then and then i start i, I realized that in in that moment like 25 years ago the executive protection was was just starting with it prof- to, to, to be more professional than development in executive protection because back in the 90s there was there was a lot of uh, kidnapping in uh, that the kidnap industry in mexico was huge so then the need for executive protection was was enormous so that's was the moment when I when I came there with the different experiences and, and different focus that we have in um, um, in Yugoslavia back in the day. So we we start to, to develop that fusion of concepts and ways of thinking and threats and that kind of that kind of things, you know, because basically uh, the the training that we were receiving in in Yugoslavia that was that's already that was just starting that part of uh, of a private uh, sector was was just beginning because it was you know it yep. was a socialist communist country there, there was nothing uh, there, there was nothing private there yet back in the 90s it was just starting so the, the most of the training we received it was uh, from the SDB persons personnel that was SDB that's the parallel to the KGB what KGB was in Russia and their that focus is very much on intelligence and counter surveillance and that kind of stuff. So that's how I started in Mexico first with training, and then in uh, 2004 I opened the, the the executive protection company, and that's how we started. Yeah, well, it, 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 we're honored too because there's a lot of times that we have world class guests, but you're a true world class guest. You've been keynote, <laughs> you've been lead instructor, you've been all over the world. There isn't a place in Latin America that you haven't, uh, uh, folks, if you're not on LinkedIn and you're not following Ivan, you've got a problem because you got to get there and see all the Thank incredible you. places that he speaks and how much influence you have on on uh, law enforcement and first responders. And, and Ivan, one thing, and, and you've been in the United States so, so often and you know the culture of the United States. If we were talking about the mafia, La Cosa Nuestra, if we were talking about Latin counts or... Uh, Jamaican Posse, those personnel that provide security for an executive level person in those criminal organizations know getting shot, they know getting murdered, kidnapped, death. But most people in the United States that hire 
executive protection have no idea what's going on. They get a guy with big biceps. They get a guy with a big gun. They all wear dark glasses and and uh, drive around in a car. Uh, uh, I remember Brian and I hitting the ground in Mexico City where it's for real. And if you go down the wrong street or turn the wrong way or, you know, uh, uh, so the idea is that, yeah. that we as Americans have this inflated ego. And part of uh, going with that is this new executive protection industry in the United States that caters to that myth. Right. Now, my, my brother, Jeff, with WESEPS, uh, Western Slope Executive Protection, uh, uh, he's been in the executive protection industry in the United States for almost 35 years now. And it's none of that. No dark glasses. Not, he arranges flights and he arranges hotels and, you know, he does advanced work and surveillance. So tell us, tell us how we get it wrong. How is it that Americans are consistently getting executive protection wrong? Well, uh, I don't think it's it, it's getting it wrong. I think maybe the same thing what happens in Mexico maybe 20 years ago uh, can eventually start to happen in uh, in uh, in the United States because the international crime organization are are getting stronger and stronger each day. And and and, and what what's the, what what was the problem in in in, in Mexico? Uh, how we can define Mexico and and the, and the rest of Latin America countries that have similar problems, nevertheless. The Mexican problem is it's is, is far bigger, but we also when we started the, the and and when I say we like executive protection industry in in Mexico, and generally we were we were thinking that that's the executive protection. You know, a lot of guns, uh, a big guys, biceps, dark sunglasses, and there are places in the world. You know, there are countries in the world when you can. Spend all your life working that way, and everybody is going to fear you. No, nobody's messes with you, and, and, and there right. is no real threat. So there is no way you see that you are pretty much wrong. And, and the, the Mexico and the Latin America, basically Mexico, I can define it as a big executive protection lab. And in that lab, the the, the only problem is that you know in a laboratory the um, the experiments are controlled. Here are not controlled. Here, yeah. here it is for real. So we just put on the test because you, you every day you have threats. It, it's for real. Every day you have carjacking. Every day you have right. kidnapping. Every day you can have uh, a uh, um, the, the assault on the on, on the street, street robberies. Assassination. I mean, you assassination. Still have assassination. Exactly. Yeah, of course, and 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 that's the point. So, because we believe we we have that bias, and and that bias is created by the movies, and and because it's very sexy, you know, you 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 see guys shooting and driving cars and kicking and that kind of things. It's it's so cool to be uh, to be a executive protection agent. You know, you do all that great stuff you know but but when you put it on the test then we have a problem and then we arise that, that these things that they are, are teaching us for for so many years just don't work and uh, yes. the result of it that right now in a little bit more than a year in mexico we have 12 protectees killed and 28 of, of their protectors so it's 40 40 deaths just in Mexico, just in, in 14 months, just a little bit more than one year. Why? Why? Because it's 
ambush waiting strategy, reactive strategy. I remember, uh, Brian, you, you you were talking on on EP Summit like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I quote you, and I quote you frequently uh, on other conference that we give in, in in different countries. You say why the the American Marines are so effective because each time there is an incident, each time where he, where, where he one we have one Marine killed. Then there is a huge analysis. We see what what what, what went wrong, and, and then we incorporate that in our uh, in our structure, in our teaching, and we avoid that that, that can never happen again. So, and and I say why why we are not doing this in executive protection? That's the big problem because in Mexico we are not doing it. We, we have uh, just in one year we have uh, like forty people dead. I think it's the deadliest, uh, uh, the deadliest profession right now, probably in Mexico, and it's and maybe in, in, in many other different security branches. When we when we have this for real, and we are doing nothing, we are well, doing nothing and, to change it. And and you know, I think part of that is I, I appreciate that that you kind of took a lot away from that because that's what the whole after action of what happened. It's you can make immediate changes, and then you look at it over the organization as a whole is like, wait, is this something we just need to do right now? Is this, what was the mistake? Where did it happen? How could we, because the whole thing is, how could we have prevented this person from being killed? And I think a lot of the analysis goes wrong because it's, you know, like you said, okay, there's an ambush attack and then they go, oh, well, we need um, more armor on our vehicles. We need more people with guns. We need, well, if he would have done this tactic uh, and let's get some more, more range time to go shooting because then we would have gotten better. And and what I like about you and our approach is, well, well, hang on, hang on a second here. Wind that tape back because you could have mitigated this event. You could have avoided this event. And and that's about being proactive. So so even what, where, where folks go wrong is they say, okay, we want to be proactive, but their analysis of all these events are all that at bang and then everything that occurs after. And what I love about what you talk about and with your new vision and, 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 and you, I mean, you brought up a great uh, um, uh, analogy sort of in, in your book, even about, you know, this kind of the soccer field or football field for, for the rest of the world, soccer here in the U S but, but, you know, it was always, Hey, we got to focus on the, the team is here. You're just playing defense and you're focusing on, on protecting, you know, the, the, the protectee, you got to keep the ball out of the goal. So let's get a really good goalie. Let's get some defenders out there. It's like, well, you're, you're already waiting until that ball is downfield and it's right. It's getting, getting thrown at you. It's getting shot at you. It's getting kicked right towards you. So why, why are we doing it that way? So I, I love that you have that approach. So, so how is it that, that you can uh, uh, be proactive and not be that reactive? What is it that you see in, in the executive protection industry that needs to change or that probably is changing in some areas? I know you're, you're one of those folks looking at it, but, but what is it to you that, and how do you actually do it? Uh, well, first, I, I, I like always to say that uh, I, I call it a new vision, but, but but it's actually not new. I mean, all the uh, it's maybe marketing, maybe to draw some attention, but all the the measures, all the strategies were already there. You know, yeah. it, it's not that I invented it. It's not that I have uh, uh, some some vision or whatever. It, it was already there. The problem. The big problem, it's not in use in executive protection. And I'm going to give you several examples. And when I was writing my sometimes my articles and, 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 and teachings and 
somebody commented me when I, when I talking, for example, about counter surveillance. There was like, okay, but we know for counter, counter surveillance for for decades, you know, yeah, yeah, of course not. I, I never said that I invented counter surveillance. You know, what I <laughs> yeah. what, what, what I can prove, what I can prove that you're not using it. That's what I can prove. And, and how can I prove it? Because we have a, a, a lot of high profile uh, uh, attacks and assassinations in in, in in like, for example, five six years, and together with all of this that I just mentioned, but it's it's more. And uh, in, in, for example, uh, we have uh, the attack on uh, Norberto Rivera on his house. His 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 uh, uh, he's one of the Mexican Catholic Church leader. Uh, Omar Garcia Harfush, chief of police. Ciro uh, Gomez Leiva, who was a, a famous who is he survived. He's he's a famous journalist, and many of them were the analysis after the attack, and it's published in media. Whatever they they told that they find out that those guys were followed for months. Well, it was far more easier that if you could have the counter surveillance there, you, you, you would spot it very easy. You would spot, you would spot it very easy, but you didn't. That, that, that's a proof that we are not using counter surveillance in executive protection. And, and that's the most effective way to, to stop to, to stop the the attack before it happens and, and, and that's great what, what, that you mentioned Brett, because uh, you, you you just said it uh, yes because when it's ambush we analyze and see okay no we need more guns and we need more people but 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 it just doesn't work I, I mean there it, it's a kind of bias that, that there is no proof that it's going to work for example the last week, uh, le- last week we had a tragic situation. One of one of the biggest attacks uh, with, with the most casualties uh, on the two uh, police dignitaries in Mexico, in the state of Guerrero, and they have uh, they, they they had ten protective agents uh, with, uh, but but they were but they were moving like the military with their armored uh, jacket, with long guns, yeah, whatever, and they were all killed. They were all killed, you know, because you cannot you, you, you cannot wait for the ambush. You, you, you cannot expect that you're going to be stronger. You know, you, you just can't do it. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes, you know, uh, you think if you, if you have a big numbers and that big numbers is going to protect you, no, it's not going to protect you. And, 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 and that's very difficult to break that, that bias in executive protection because uh, if you don't see something that means that doesn't, that you don't see doesn't exist, and it's difficult to understand. And and, and we have the, the similar concept. I call it sometimes the the the, the shadow agents. You called it uh, the guardian angel, and the, the the one that you cannot see that that can exactly. tell you that that they can identify. We, we we have that very very similar philosophy, because that's the philosophy that actually works. So, right, so exactly. that's that's really what, uh, big, and, and I was talking, you know, with uh, I, I have my uh, one of my countrywoman, uh, uh, and she she's also Serbian, and you met her and uh, the, the, during the event, the, the famous Pink Panther, exactly. And that she was uh, she she was she, she was one of the one of the most important leaders of, of that famous, uh, so to say, famous. 
uh, a gang of pink panther that that, that have a, a lot a, a great number of robberies and kidnapping even from london to, to japan passing through dubai and whole europe and there is a half of billion i mean half a billion of euros in earning uh, for them and, and we ask her look uh, you know, you you have uh, hundreds of attacks you did all around the world, and 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 frequently you have armed people there. Uh, how many times did they drop their weapons to, to to fight against you, and how many times they defend? So do, do you do you afraid of? Are you afraid of him? And, and and she's like, of course not, because we already analyzed this. We already seen when we when we go in, we have everything we need to be successful. Because we already, we, we analyze them for a long time. So they can do anything because, and I'm not afraid. That's the moment, she said, when we are not afraid. We just have high adrenaline, but we are not afraid. Why? Because we have our we have our mask. We are getting in with the stolen cars. Uh, we break everything. We enter in the moment that, uh, that we know that their attention is low. And even if we have some police cars maybe closing by, I, we know that they will not engage unless they have already backup because it's a procedure frequently in some places. So we are, we are, we are not afraid in that moment and they never, ever do anything. But what is the moment when I do, when I'm scared, she said, well, what's the most critical moment for me? The most critical moment is wh when I am observing the victim. And that's a long process. And I have yep, to right. analyze the victim. And she, she said that that's the moment I'm scared. Why? Because I need to have a clear car. I, I cannot have any head. I can't have my face covered because I cannot drive attention to me that I'm somebody that something suspicious going on. And if somebody identify me, I know that nothing's going to happen in the moment of attack, but they can eventually find me later. That's how she, how and, she got, and, the, got and, the, the prison action. Yeah. yeah. And, and because they have, you know, you know, you, what you just kind of to encapsulate all that whole story and from her perspective as well, that there was that the Pink Panther gang, I think they call themselves, but, but, you know, people can, can find out about that, but it is, um, at the moment of attack, like they have all of the advantage, right? They, like you just said, they did all the planning, they did all the preparation. You're the one caught off guard at that point. So, so, you know, they really have the entire, it, it, the advantage is all theirs, but all the events leading up to that, all of their rehearsals that they have to do, their surveillance, they have to do their planning. That's when the, the playing field changes, right? Now me as a protect, let's say as a protection agent, that's actually when I have the advantage because you have to come find me. You have to come look at me. You have to come watch me. And so if I'm not putting that perspective into my mind, like well beforehand, then I'm going to miss that stuff. And then, and she even said it right there is like, well, that's when we're most critical because I have to, now I have to blend in now. Now you as a protection officer, you have the one, you're the one that has the advantage in that situation, everything before. So it's, I mean, it, and, and like you said, it's the, the, the biases and through experiences, people are, are reactive and they do this. But like, if you just change that around a little bit is when can, I have the advantage, you know, and 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 to, to capitalize on that is, I think, is what you're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. That that that's the point. And 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 she told this very clearly. She said each time I was observing the victim, and someone someone approaches me and asks what I'm doing there, and I realized that, that that he identified me and and he took the the, the car plates or whatever. In that moment, I abandoned that victim. I'm not going forward. 
So that's and, 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 and that's, that's huge. You know? That's huge. That's very smart. <laughs> that's so, huge. So two 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 points here, uh, Ivan. One of your favorite quotes that I pass around when we're training is that you said uh, close in protection almost never works. And that really crushes a lot of people because that's on the X. That's being uh, in the moment. That's at bang. And at bang thinking doesn't work. And we share the mentality, you and Brian and I, that very old ideas are very good ideas. Uh, we didn't invent that either. It's just been around forever. And people know that. And I can tell you, in, in, in 11 years of undercover narcotic work, one of the things that was a constant is I would go in to testify against the people that we had been following for nine months, 18 months, a year and a half. And I would be sitting across the table from them and they'd go, hey, how are you? Hey, good to see you. What's going on? They'd have no idea I was the cop. And then I'd get up and they'd say, Sergeant Williams, and I'd walk over and they'd say, holy crap. And I'd show him pictures here. We're eating. This is where we, this is the hotel he goes to. Here's his car. Here's his backup car. Here's his girlfriend. And so surveillance and counter surveillance information is the key. The person that owns the fastest stream of credible information is ahead of the OODA loop. And we hear all the time that, that John Boyd OODA loop, and, and we're not big fans unless you're a fighter pilot. But one of the good things about this type of thinking, and, and specifically the type of thinking in your book, is that you can outthink a cunning opponent. A pair of binos is much better uh, uh, in many instances than an armored vehicle. Being able to think critically in the moment is just as important as having a, a, a bulletproof vest. And, and we don't get that. Comms, uh, uh, communications, doing a map recon, doing a route recon, doing rehearsal. To us, those are things that, that just roll off our tongue all the time. And then all of a sudden on social media, what do we see? We see the bigger the, the person lifting the tires and flipping the tires and shooting automatic weapons. You know what? That's your last resort all the time. So your quote about close-in protection almost never working, to me, that's masterful. That really means that, that you've got it going on. That should be on a, a business card somewhere. Thank you so much. You know, a, a, a lot of people, I, I know that, that sometimes uh, uh, that, that's very difficult to come up with such concepts in the places that they are very used to this and there is that they still don't have any proof that this thing doesn't work because nothing happens. You know, uh, my, my, my book was very well received. I, I didn't expect it's going to be so good received in, in all the Latin American countries, you know, because it was its first edition is in Spanish. Because right. everybody was had that same experience and thinking that way, but they didn't dare to say something. Uh, so, but but it's important. I frequently say that 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 it's the close protection. It's the same concept. If we are just focused on the close protection, why? Because you don't want to protect somebody in close range. For God's sake, you know, because right. we already have the problem with, with you. We it's a gamble. We don't want to have. Exactly. Yeah, it's a gamble. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, and it's interesting because uh, I, I I made a a, a little. Uh, a little research, and uh, I analyzed uh, 134 uh, attacks on prominent uh, figures in uh, 60, 60 countries in the last 123 years. And I found that that, that reaction with the gun was successful in 3.8% of the cases. Including those countries that we have, uh, we have uh, coops and that kind of things that it's not applying so much now. But right. let's say that let, let's make it three point point eight. So 
I'm not against the war, but somebody was standing, oh, you're against weapons and executive protection. I, I never said that, you know. I, the, the only thing I, I, I'm saying, and, and I try to be very clear with that, that we cannot base the such important profession like executive protection just on one tool that have exactly. the that, that has that that so small uh, level of effectiveness. I mean, you, you, you cannot focus something that, that it focuses entirely on something that's three point eight percent effective. So uh, the, the 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 problem I and mean, problem is not the close protection. The problem is when you go to Wikipedia, you said you, you put executive protection, you're going to fight executive protection or close protection is, and then you go. I mean. The executive protection is far more than close protection. It is fine right. that close protection is as a part of executive protection, but you cannot focus on close protection just just that it, everything that it is because there is no evidence that that works, and there is all evidence there is not working. If you just focus on that, you know that's the problem. Brian and I spent a, a, a night with. Uh... Uh, Gonzalo uh, Sanacion, uh, Pablo Ortiz Monasterio, and you kept jumping in and out when you could after we were doing our our uh, uh, range walk in the in the store. And uh, Gonzalo has thousands of of tapes, and he would show the 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 surveillance tapes all the time. And one of the most common themes on the surveillance tapes that he was showing us is when the armored vehicle would park, all of a sudden the door would come open. All of the attacks were timed exactly when that door would come open so the people would come out and come in. And we asked, you know, because we weren't in, in, in Mexico City protection or Mexico protection, we asked, well, how much of your training do you do with that? And there was like, do with what? Well, getting in and out of the vehicle. Well, no, no, we, we don't do that. And I remember Brian and I were in Colombia. I tried to grab the door on the back of an armored vehicle. And it was so hard to open and it took so long to get into the vehicle that I told Brian, hey, we got to rehearse this more. So what we don't see is we don't see people doing what you're doing. You're clinically looking at training and saying, this is where training needs to be, and this is where training fails. That's a hard thing, because what you're doing is you're exposing weaknesses. So I, I, I would assume, Ivan, that you're getting bad feedback sometime where people say, you just don't understand how hard it is, or we need more money. What, what, what's, what kind of feedback do you get? Uh, well, th that's interesting because uh, uh, I'm not just uh, teaching executive protection; I'm working executive protection, exactly. and and that and that's important because many of uh, instructors who, who who are teaching executive protection, because as I told you when when we were uh, at the beginning of on our of our chat, that I consider myself a professional idiot because I know just <laughs> one thing. <laughs> one right. thing that it's exactly protection, but I, I know it's I, almost all of their facets, let's say, because I, yes, I, I do training executive protection, but I work executive protection. I do details. Uh, I, I do uh, executive protection on the ground, overseas, or whatever. So it's uh, it, it's not that easy uh, to, to debate something that you know very well in terms that uh, say okay, but it's difficult. Okay, it's also difficult for me, and yeah, I can do exactly. it. Exactly. Right. And, and okay, you, you're, for example, uh, okay, we, but, but because we, we cannot work with the protectee, and protectee doesn't understand, and uh, uh, and, and he's stubborn. Okay, yes, it, it's also for me stubborn. But what what was the problem? Because you are mainly focused uh, on your training on shooting, and you're not focused. Uh, on communication, you, you're not focused 
on uh, diplomacy. You're, you're not focused on the different techniques you have to convince the person you're working with. That's important. And first, you need to know. Uh, you, you, you need to know very well uh, what you are doing in the order to sit with the protectee and convince him against something that he's very, right. uh, very. And I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I, I was talking with the protectee. Uh, and he and I asked him, okay, we analyze the area because it was before we start to work with him. We analyze this area when you uh, when you are going each Sunday on church on same time with all your family walking like three well, three hundred meters or four hundred whatever. And in this area, it's exclusive area of Mexico City, Polanco. But the the rate of of, uh, uh, of assaults for for. Uh, street crime so to say mm -hmm. to, to, yep. to take your watch whatever is the highest one so why are you doing this why are you exposing yourself and he answered look and i have an armed agent uh, with me so what and i said okay let's imagine that's the guy's drug and he didn't see and he didn't realize that you have a, a he didn't just care that you have an armed agent and he's coming with, uh, on you with uh, with the gun what would you like your agent to do to draw his gun and start shooting with your kids in front of it. Or you just give him the other watch, then why you need a guy? What do you think? And, and they're not stupid, you know, and, and most of the time, you know, but they, they're really not stupid. And he said, okay, so what do you recommend? To put you on hard car in your house and take you to the church. What about that? I said, yes. And then what happened? Two months later, we have uh, that, that 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 big uh, situation in in which we have a, a protectee and an important name Adolfo Lagos was driving an expensive bike in the area of of high risk with the two armed guys in the vehicle behind him, and suddenly a guy approached with the gun to take out his bike to, to to rob his bike. Then what happened? The two guys who are in the vehicle behind said, "Well." Now is the moment. Now everything we saw on the movies and theaters and whatever, are all training it. Now is the moment. They draw their weapons. And especially the guy who was also driving and shooting. That's also a crazy thing. And and they killed, they killed their protectee. Oh my I mean, the, the yeah, Adolfo Lagos, you can you can Google it. Wow. And, and they killed their protectee. So that that's that happened two months after that. And and my and my client called me and said, Ivan, you were right. That's that that because it was a big news. So that that's something that that, that happened frequently in in, in in Mexico. You have carjacking uh, all, all all the time, uh, and and you have that kind of attacks. For example, uh, this year uh, in in Tulum, in the Cancun area, the guy went with his uh, with his agent to. Uh, uh, to Starbucks with his Rolex and say, okay, I have the arm, what, what can go wrong? And they came for his Rolex to, to, to steal his Rolex and his protecting and his agent drove the weapon and started shooting and also killed the, 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 the protectee. Oh my goodness. So, uh, because the people think, okay, everything, I, I have a gun and everything is, is okay because I, I have, in many places, I will, I will spend all my, uh, my 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 work life my 30 years or whatever without need to throw the gun so here if you have a gun you eventually need to use it and when you're going to use it what's going to happen nobody thinks about it who i'm going to kill because I'm, I'm going to throw the weapon to kill somebody who i'm going to kill yeah. when how 
I mean, that's something we are not thinking about it. And, and we have a casualty. Just sorry for speaking so much. But no, 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 no. This is it. perfect. So, so I'm born and raised in Detroit. Brian's born and raised in Chicago. These are gun cultures. So when I became a copper in the Detroit metropolitan area, everybody that was shooting at me, everybody that was doing the robbing, everybody that was carrying a gun on a bad guy's side, they never went to a range. All of their experience was shooting at people. You know, so so I'm not against training. I'm not against weapons training. What I'm saying is we used to call that bad guy luck. Bad guy draws from his pocket with the crappiest gun you've ever seen with four different types of ammo and shoots from his waist and hits the, the police officer in the head. Uh, and the police officer misses three rounds. It, it's it, the, the, the life is different. So so if you're going to be on the look. A lot of people spend a lot of money on boxing matches, and sometimes there's an upset and they lose all that money. Why? Because it's different in the ring. It's different when you're standing on the X. So so going a block out and then going a mile out and going a month out instead of going a minute out, these are things you've heard us talk about all the time. As a matter of fact, everything that, that we try to put out uh, uh, to all of the dignitaries and, and the, uh, the protectees and the owners of businesses in Mexico City was time, the gift of time and distance. The further you are away, the better your plan. And, and I think that your new vision, your book, uh, does a really great job of encapsulating that. You don't try to insult anybody. You don't try to say, hey, mine is the best way. You say, take a good long look inside before you take a look outside. And then well before you press the gas pedal or you go buy a gun, Make sure that your information inf infrastructure is in place. And we love that. That's exactly how, how Brian and I work. And, 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 it's very, and it's very interesting, for example, that, that we doesn't uh, generally have any data of, uh, of executive protection or, or really not enough. So, for example, there is a very common that, that uh, U.S. companies ask you for a service and say, okay, I want a guy in the, in, in the vehicle, just a gun in the vehicle. Uh, and they, they frequently even ask that the driver is armed, that we don't do that. You know, we, we, we prefer don't give a service than have an armed driver. You know, I, he, he has his, his vehicle, his weapon. But if you want to put uh, the armed personnel, the armed agent, into the uh, unarmed, uh, soft, into soft vehicle, what's going to happen in the real situation? Real situation, you have a lot of carjackings here in Mexico and Latin America. Mm -hmm. So the same situation, you have a carjack, and then what you're going to do? You're going to draw your weapon, you're going to start shooting. And we have, yep. just in just two years, this is a fact, in just two years, we have in this kind of situation, when you have an armed agent in a soft vehicle in the Mexi in Mexico, you have uh, two protectees that, sorry, one protectee that, one agent dead and four of them injured in this kind of situation. That's why when they're asking us, okay, we are going to have our, okay, if you want to have the armed agent, then we need to have armed vehicle. Because the 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 opportunity, the the risk is very high that we can have heart yeah. carjacking. And, and 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 I hear the comments on other places. It's okay, but this is the situation when you have an armed agent and soft vehicle that that has been there forever and it works. Works how? Works when nothing happens. Okay, but exactly. when something happens, then you have a problem. So that's something that we try to point out. And 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 when and what again? Uh, going back with with Brian said, we have a lot 
a lot of dead people in executive protection in, in, in Latin America and Mexico, and we are not taking any lessons out of it. So that that's why this podcast that, that that's here, you guys and our professionals, they can help us spread this uh, uh, this information, this word, and these experiences. You know, so 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 we know, so we can avoid that another that in Mexico, but also in the United States or in other places that we don't have these casualties, that we can save lives of both protectees and protectors. I, that that that's the main that that that's the exactly. main point. That's the main message. Exactly. Yeah, what a great and, message. And and I think you're you're kind of I love that you go back and you kind of look at not just, you know, your own experiences, but overall you look at the industries and look at these different types of attacks and you try to pull some relevant data out of it because that that's what what you should be making your decisions on. Okay, what really happened? And and I know you you brought up in I think it was like whatever, three point something percent of the time, you know, someone actually successfully engaged uh, or executive protection except uh, successfully engaged with a weapons system i i it's 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 way less than that in the united states i mean yep. i i think even even in terms of someone in executive protection or bodyguard in the united states getting into some type of shooting altercation i, I think it's even that happening is is almost it's only happened a couple of times in the united states out of the history of it so it's it's you know if we're, if we're looking at that because everyone thinks that okay well us though it's a gun culture here everyone's got guns it's easy to get guns it's like okay yes that's 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 a a potential threat but but if you're waiting to that moment then then you're kind of too late i mean you know you look at even like those like the secret service with the with the you know protecting right. the president you know, it, their thing is, wait, if I have to jump in front of a bullet to protect the president, I, we've already failed so ma- on so many levels if it's gotten to that point. Now, no one has the resources that the U.S. Secret Service does. That's a whole different ballgame, right? And what they have to do and the planning considerations. But, you know, we you, you only have so much. And so a lot of folks, because, it, and this is my what I see, and maybe you see it down there too, is a lot of folks, especially if they're like prior military, prior law enforcement, you know, and then they go into this industry, they sort of fall back on what they know. And that always involved, you know, weapons and tactics and shooting and this, and and they weren't really focusing on everything before that and all the planning. Now, any good EP agent will tell you like, look, it's, it's all about proper planning and, and coordination and working well with others. You know, that's what the good ones will tell you, but there's still sort of this fall back on, you know, well, I, I got to be right in there with the with the protectee, and and it's all going to happen right here. When you can kind of control, I think a lot more than than you think you can in some some areas. But once you wait to that last second, it, it's it's like Greg was saying, it's like it's rolling the dice. Like, I mean, it's it's really, a you don't it know has to be right. what what can happen. So it's like yeah. all of that effort has to go into that planning up front. And so I'm curious as to like it, what 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 have you seen as like maybe not a full model, but like a successful things that, you know, or, or those sort of gems, those, those small, like takeaways from your extensive career in this, where you go, you know, throughout my career, I've always seen these few things come up as problems. So if you address those, I mean, do you have any common things that you see that are always going to be a headache for anyone in that industry? Well, first, that's the, that's the thing I already started to, to, to talk about. And yeah. that's the, 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 the contact with the with, with the protectee and working with the protectee uh, because that that's the generally the main point what everybody has uh, in this all the agents have their complaints yes but i want to do this and this and that and then uh, we, we 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 hit with, with the protectee who doesn't understand 
And that's the big problem because we are first focused on the on the reaction and weapon and not on communication. So that, that's the first thing. The second thing that, that that's also the problem because the people want to see the executive protection and the effective executive protection is not to be seen. So uh, that's that, that's something that, that, that that's kind of weird thing that we have to work with. And, and, and that's another thing that, that, that you pointed out also. And uh, and for example, when we have a situation in, in, in which we, for example, uh, had that uh, dry runs that, that that's very common here in, in Mexico, and, and we don't yeah. uh, don't have the ability to, to identify it because they frequently do this before they they, they especially for the kidnapping because the kidnapping is uh, it, it has a very difficult it, it, it's. It's more complicated. The logistic is more complicated because right. you need a because you need a guy alive. Yes. So that's why that that that's why they do a, a, a lot of a lot of dry runs, a lot of tests, and identifying that is essential. We have a situation in which the uh, which we receive a call from uh, from a person. He said, "Okay, they just recommend me to call you as experts because uh, uh, today they start they they tried to rob my daughter, but they couldn't." Oh come on! What's your daughter? She's Nikita. What you know? How how, how she made it? And I said, okay. And he started like every Tuesday at two p.m. And we went, okay, that something is wrong here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, okay, because everything that happened around something that we, you, you have some routine. And and she said, okay, because then my daughter comes to have a lunch with us and. Uh, uh, the uh, the waiter uh, opened the door and she get in. She talked. And then that moment, the black suburban just get next to her with the strong brake sound, but nobody get out of the vehicle. And we were like, okay, that's what she did. How she went to the uh, uh, on on the road uh, next to the road, and, and and she escaped there. Okay. So we realized in that moment that was a dry run because they was just yep. checking what she's gonna do, and then when the moment comes they're going to stop they're going to block it and, and they're going to take it with her so that's the moment we start the counter surveillance we identify all the vehicles that were that, that was around unless for a white platina with the police jacket around the car uh, around the seat and nobody could identify that car and we run the the the, the, the plates and it was it, it had like uh, uh two reports related with the cases of of, uh, of kidnapping Right. And then we involve. Then we involve the, the the authorities, and they they get all the gang. And that gang, that that, that organization started with a handsome instructor of spinning, and uh, <laughs> in 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 her uh, in her gym, and and he was profiling, and and he approached them. He get the information, then they started. That was the the hostile intel, and then. They they started the counter surveillance and they did the dry run and that was the moment we cut off that without the bullet without that kind of things and, and we have a lot of that kind of things so that's that, that that's the main point because th that's the executive protection that you you don't need to see and that works exactly. and that's the, the the main problem is because you want that that thing that can be seen and it's of and it's fine if you want to have it that's okay because there are two different things in executive protection uh your uh, your tranquility so to say you, you to be calm you know 
and that to be effective. And sometimes they're not the same things. You, you, you can right. feel secure and, and, and you're not actually. So if we can put both things in place, that's fine. But the big problem is that the main thing is active protection, that the effective is what is not seen. And that's the problem because the people want to see executive protection. Yeah. And, and the people that also want to see executive protection are the people in the business selling executive protection because yeah. they think somehow that they've got to be a star. They've got to have the look. And, and you know what? Some of the best undercover agents I ever saw looked like your neighbor. And that's why they work so yeah. well. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, I love our, our dear friend Todd Fox uh, is in the same line of business. And I know that Todd Fox has fired protectees before and said, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to work with you because they won't listen. And, and I, I think that the upfront uh, cost of information and intelligence and route selection and rehearsal is well worth absolutely any other accoutrement that they're going to buy, whether they're going to have first-class plane tickets or anything else. I, I know my brother Jeff is always on the road with his crew because he's always scouting out locations well before anybody's going to go there to see the pattern of life, to, to meet with the local law enforcement, to meet with local government protection, the, the, uh, hospital emergency rooms and, you know, the level one trauma centers and stuff. That's the unseen part of your business. And I, I guarantee it probably occupies over 90% of your time. Yeah, absolutely. And Greg, you, 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 you were talking about that concept, both of you guys in, uh, in the summit of, uh, of a guardian angel. And you were talking about uh, the videos that Gonzalo show you in, in which the, the door opens and the car get in and everybody is getting involved in the attack. And, and you can see when you have that on social media, the comments and the, the people are commenting and they're, the comments are only related to what is happening in those right. seconds. Yes. <laughs> Nobody goes the left of Greg. Exactly. <laughs> That's so true. You know, nobody. Somebody should write that down. <laughs> I mean, that's a great. That's a great thing. That's a great quote. No, because those, <laughs> because those guys, uh, they're, they're not the David Copperfield. You know, he can't just came out of nowhere. They, they exactly. need to be somewhere before, and and that's exactly. all the case of all active protection, the anticipation before. So they need to wait somewhere. So if you had a, a residential security, you, you don't need to have a massive executive protection with right. so many people around. You know, you have a, a residential security well trained. You know that you're going to, to to be there and soon, and there is it is not you, you know guys it is not easy to put uh, to, to to put together the uh, the ambush. No, you know, it, of it's, course not. It's, it needs logistics. It need a lot of logistics, a lot of preparation. You you cannot wait just in any place. The place and, and where you you're can't going afford, to wait. Ivan, you can't afford to have your best players killed in a crappy ambush because they've yeah. you've spent so much money and so much time on them yeah. and you can't afford that trade-off. And, and that's what's happening in America. When you see with a police officer, five police officers shot, uh, uh, doing a, a search warrant, uh, six police officers shot on this traffic stop. It's not a trade-off. We can't afford that. And in the industry, uh, training changes that and, and good people in this industry see that. And you're exactly right. The bad guys understand tactical patience. They wait and they wait until the time is right, but we don't sometimes, you know, in, in, yeah, in law frequently don't. Yeah, right. frequent, we frequently don't. So 
what is so they can be anywhere there are specific places when those guys can wait and you exactly. only need to go to go to that places and see them before and what's going to happen when they see them before did they are going to draw their guns and shoot no they're just going to go because exactly. that's that, that's mainly what they they want to surprise you if they are surprised they just go and, and, and that's the big, yeah, that's the big problem because they want uh, uh, talking with the Pink Panther. She's like, okay, I have one shot. I mean, I each time I'm playing my life, the, the police can make mistakes, and okay, if he's not killed or something, but but generally nothing can happen. But if I made a mistake, I will be or killed or spend the rest of my days in the jail, and I don't want to be in a jail. So exactly. that's why I need to plan it perfect. So that's one of the things that that, that we don't see, and that uh, uh, early alert. Uh, Holy, God, uh, Holy Guardian Angel, he's there. He needs to be there before. And in, in the case of uh, of the attack on the Mexican uh, uh, Mexico City chief of police, can you imagine uh, almost twenty bad guys in a big truck on a specific place close next to the road where the, the he's going to pass? They spent ten hours there. 10 hours that that attack happened hours before brian and i drove down that road there was still <laughs> all the damage from all the the crime scene uh on our way to our hotel and i'll tell you what that's that's when you get slapped with reality and you start paying even more attention right attention yeah but but no nobody i, I mean after that they analyzed the, the right. cameras and all that stuff i said okay there are also 15, 20 guys with the long guns hidden, of course, in, in, in truck. the truck, in the truck. And that truck, if you see the truck, the truck is not normal in this area. I mean, exactly. the, the, it doesn't exist. That, that, that truck is not used in this, it's used in North, but here, no. So if you have the executive protection really trained to identify these things, to go yep. step forward, where are the, you, you cannot put, put ambush anywhere. So also that ambush made in specific places and around that specific place, what, what going on there what's going on there before yep. so so we need to go behind the scenes and stop them not in the scene they prepare for us that's the case exactly because brian said it uh, uh, very well earlier the balance of power changes the momentum changes and and all you have to do is slow down or speed up or take a left or or say hey we're going to go with our route c instead of our route a and all of their plans are abandoned you know, so yeah. I, I absolutely am a, a proponent of what you're laying down because you're thinking your way out of a situation, not just teaching ramming cars and shooting and booting doors and, you know, wrist locks. And there is a place for all of that, but not, listen, uh, uh, I applaud anybody that's a security guard at any location. As a matter of fact, uh, Gonzalo and uh, his gripers, he calls them his grippers, yeah. are all over. They're doing great stuff and they're yeah. risking their lives for people's businesses but that's not executive protection and just because you were in the military or you're a retired police officer doesn't mean you know anything about executive protection so if you're going to yeah, get into true. the line of work all that we say is train learn find out who the credible experts are and go out there and get some training and experience because the stuff you're getting online is not going to be training and experience yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's interesting now in our in, industry that uh, I frequently hear the guys say, okay, yeah, Ivan, we, we have a, two great agents. They are special forces. I say, God, no, but it's perfect. Don't worry. Don't worry. And I was like, oh, wow. Because uh, you know, 
automatically thinks that his special forces, ergo, he is yeah. his, uh, his expert executive protection. And you can see, in a, if, for example, a, uh, a bodyguard series on Netflix, the, the guy is a special force and suddenly he's an executive protection specialist. So, uh, and that's that just reinforced that bias. I mean, that a myth, lot of us, yeah. a, lot, myth, a lot of us are law enforcement, a lot of us are a special, and it's fine. I mean, we are nobody's against that. The problem is when you just get the guy who was police officer or whatever and put yep. him automatically to work executive protection, that's that's a big mistake because big we mistake. need a specialized specialized training executive protection. So that's that, that that's one of the big that's one of the big problems in our uh, in our industry. And, and as as I told you, if you work in the countries that not that nothing happens. And it's very difficult to get rid of those myths because nothing yep. happens. And, and, and I'm working like 30 years with my dark sunglasses and the gun and nothing happens. So who are you to tell me that I'm wrong? Exactly. That's the big problem. So, yeah. so Hollywood's not going to sell any movies where John Wick spends two hours doing surveillance and nothing, nobody pulls a gun and nobody gets shot. There's got to be some action. And the same thing I always envision, you know, the, the big roulette wheel that spins around, you know, and when you dial nine one one or zero one one in Mexico, when you dial that, you get whoever the wheel stops on. You don't always get the best guy. You get the guy that's yeah. on duty. And in some locations, yeah. that means an untrained or inexperienced or overweight or you know, there's a problem. And so sometimes yeah. we're our own enemies in this industry, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's very important to dispel those myths and you call them biases. And we totally uh, uh, agree with that yeah. because the confirmation bias is probably the most deadly. You're convinced that your stuff works, even though you've never had it tested or probed. You you're convinced yeah. that your personnel are great just because they've got great resumes. And you know what? That's a, that's on a fast track to getting beheaded on camera. And, and that's yeah. never a popular end to a, to a situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so that, that that's why I think that the very important things is, is what you guys doing not only with your training but with this kind of podcast, you know, because we we, we need to we need to spread that word, you know, because we have a constantly we have constantly agent dying, protectees dying, and nobody nobody analyze and nobody gets to the point. So yeah. that's that that that's that that's very important because what what happened in, in Mexico is also uh, is also very United States or, or or whatever if the things start to be start to be complicated and also in, in Mexico we have a, a lot of problems with the uh with, with the cartels and and right. once and once more people think that it can be handled with guns and it's absolutely other way around because imagine if you have to work in the area controlled by cartel and not all the areas of mexico are controlled by cartel that's important right. for example some cities are some not and uh, but in those areas if you what, what are you going to do with the gun, for yeah. example? <laughs> shoot your way <laughs> in and shoot your way out. That's right, the right. first question. You know, what yeah, are you going to do with yeah. the gun? And, and, and sometimes the American uh, companies has their poly yeah. international policies. You need to have a gun in the armored car, whatever the product goes. And, and one friend of mine who has, uh, who has a security company, they, pressured, they put pressure on him, and he finally agreed to get that. Uh, th that kind of detail in this uh, crazy area, and uh, of course they uh, they kidnap 
the guy and with the gun and they tortured him for 24 hours before they realized that he was really so stupid to go there you know with the uh, with, with the gun they didn't want to kill him because they they generally don't want to mess with the people who doesn't mess with him with, with right, them they right. just want exactly. to they just want they just want to make sure that you are not the other cartel who are entering the dear territory. It's business. We, uh, it's a business, right? It's a business, of exactly. course. So, uh, and then if you have a gun, I mean, come on, what are you going to do with that gun? And so we were on, uh, we have a detail of our team. I wasn't there. And they were waiting in front of the, uh, of the restaurant and taking care of the situation in that area. And then suddenly the, the big, uh, uh, the big truck came full with the guys with their uniform. As, as you know, they have their uniform. The cartel has these, has its yeah. uniforms with their logos and all the stuff, big guns. And they said, "Good afternoon, gentlemen. What are you doing here?" Oh well, we are protecting those guys <laughs> back there. Okay, wow. okay. So, uh, are, do you have weapons? No, sir, we don't. Okay, where are you heading after? To the airport. You guys have a good afternoon. Wow. Hey, then, yeah, yeah, and that's and it. Diplomacy. That's it. That, that, that's it. That's the thing, too. I mean, you you can't. Yeah, that that's such a. Those are such great stories to highlight. You know, one the complexities of operating in Mexico, but just understanding how you look at it. I mean, it's you don't run the show. Like you can't can't walk in like that you're exactly. going into someone else's area i mean that's that's with anything we do i i've been in places where i've just i mean this wasn't even doing any type of protection work or anything just i'm taking photos and talking to people and someone comes up and is like hey well what are you doing here and i'm like okay taking a look around like clearly these people uh run this street they run this neighborhood and they gotta i do the hey i'm sorry i'm brian i'm no one i'm just doing this i'm letting you know if you'd like me to leave i'll take off right now okay no you're gonna i was just trying to see what was happening it's like okay you know there's even though that was in the city in the united states where you could call the police like yeah they weren't there right there (laughs) so that's the thing it's like you know you you can't come in like like you you own the territory and you know uh, it's 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 such a it's such an interesting and unique operating environment down there with you guys yeah. and, and so I, I know you you have to you're forced to kind of use that diplomacy out of survival and necessity like you you, you don't get to play by yes. your rules you have to play by a bunch of different set of rules you've got just normal government rules uh, and police and citywide rules and policies and business rules and then you got this all these folks with all this power down there in that country that you got to play by their rules too sometimes yeah and, yeah, and it's interesting. We we, we have uh, another another situation. I was working last year. I was in Honduras, and uh, you know, uh, you can ask why are the executives going to that places on the first to begin with? You know, because they're generally places where U.S. government told you not to go, and and so the the first recommendation I think out of nothing should be yeah you shouldn't go there. But uh, if you know the ground and you understand the situation, you know that there are rules and if it's necessary and why it's necessary. Because yeah. the, 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 there are uh, fabrics there, the, the, there are facilities, there are places where, where the, the protectee uh, have, have their companies and, and they are working there producing the, um, the clothes or whatever. And, and, and he just need to go there and you need to bring him there secure. So. 
that that that's uh, that, that that that's the thing that that's the big uh, challenge and and we were going to the place in Honduras that's all around is a, is a Mara gang territory it's all around and uh, there if, if you use ways for example google maps or that kind of apps in that place if you didn't do your advanced work the the app is going to take you instead of taking you to the fabric they're going to take you to the uh, because it's a, some kind of mistake into the center of the mara territory you're not going to go out mm -hmm. so yeah. but if you go there uh, and uh, do your business they're not messing with you with you even maras and, and, and i was there I, I i can testify that why because a lot of their mothers sisters wives are working in that company and they're making clothes mm -hmm. so the even they had an incident between them and they showed at the factory uh, and the, the other the, the next day they called this uh, the, the 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 chief of security of the place he said please tell gringo it's not with him the problem is not with him right so, <laughs> that's beautiful so so so, beautiful. so 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 he, so so he's fine that the problem is not with him please tell him not to get out the the, the factory yeah so yeah that that's that, that's the truth so sometimes there are rules that, that you need to follow when you're going there but you cannot provoke them you you you, you need to be you, you need to use a lot of diplomacy a lot of negotiation low profile and it's yeah, yeah it's it's challenging but it's it's interesting yeah that, that's true in absolutely everything we do and, and brian i would tell you i'm so happy to finally have ivan on yeah. the call it's so rare ivan for us to find a true subject matter expert in any industry, because there's a lot of subject matter experts on the ground when, when it comes to like law enforcement, first responder, but it's few and far between the ones that are thinkers rather than just operators. And there's a big difference Thank there, you. you know? And, and so when, when we get to talk to you, we could go on hours and hours because, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. We get it. And, <laughs> and hopefully we'll get more people to listen, you know, the, the story. Thank you so much. The stories are great. I mean, because yeah, they're, you've they're, been there. they're, and, and, you know, they just show what, what could possibly go wrong in, in some of these situations that, and especially down in Mexico or other places, Latin America, you know, where, where, the, where the, the threshold for what could potentially go wrong is much higher than it is, say, yes. in the United mm -hmm. States or in certain mm -hmm. uh, European countries versus others. But um, I do just, I want to plug your book because it's called Executive Protection in 21st Century, A New Vision. Got it. I got my, I haven't finished mine yet, but there's some great, there's <laughs> great, some great, great stuff book. in here um, and Thank some you. great analogies that so just like simple takeaways that I can be like, okay, this is how I need to look at it versus here's not so much, here's what to do, do this, go, you know, but it's really, oh, if I take this approach, um, I'm really going to start getting ahead of the curve. And obviously we love stuff like that. That's what we love showing people. Hey, it's not just about your tactics, techniques, and procedures. It's, those are all very important, but here's some thinking points, right? Here's a vision, right? And you're calling a new vision, which I love that you say, well, it's really not new. It's just, exactly. it's, it's <laughs> but just it is a, a vision, but, but, <laughs> it, but it is, it's the same thing we teach about human behavior. Like nothing we teach is some new riveting scientific information just found out last year. You know what I mean? These are things that have stood the test of time, but but here's how to use it. Here's how to here's how to actually operationalize it. And so right. so that's what I, I love about the book. And I'll, I'll have the the link uh, in the episode details and and all that stuff for folks. But I was just curious if there's anything like you wanted to say about the book or kind of what your idea was behind it and what what sort of your goal goal of it uh, is. 
Well, uh, thank you. Th thanks so much for, for, for mentioning the book. Well, the main thing with the book and the main thing with everything that, uh, that we were talking is, uh, it is, it, is really save lives. And, uh, once when you, once when you're in the real situation, uh, everything that generally is on the internet and the media is not going to work. So that's, uh, what I call the new vision. That's actually, as, as you just thought, it's not new, but it's, the alternative of what has been done all the time. So, and that traditional approach, what I call, it's it just not working in the real situation. So, the the thing is, this is uh, is something that I is my proposal, so to say. But it can be any other. Right. The important thing is stop doing what we did all the time because that's most likely not going to work and that is going to cost lives. So we need to change with this concept or any other concept, but not more of the same. That's great. I, I love it. I, I appreciate that so much, Ivan. And, and it was... Uh... It's great having you on. We we loved uh, when we our time down in Mexico City. You guys were such love. amazing hosts. Uh, I love Mexico in general. <laughs> I mean, I, I live out in San Diego, so I'm, I'm close to um, you know the, the border here. And because one, because I love I love Mexican food. I love Mexican beer. <laughs> I love mezcal <laughs> tequila. But but you guys, you're welcome, guys. Yeah. You're yeah. Welcome. <laughs> so uh, but but I, I love you. You guys uh, just were incredible hosts and yes, you know we got you. to learn a lot we get to see a lot and we got treated <laughs> so well which is you know not normally how we are treated when we go places <laughs> so it was nice but it, it, it was great so we so we'd love to absolutely come down there again and, and we'll we'll be in touch with you further about about all the other things we we're talking about but you know that the ep summit that you guys do down there every year Huge. it just it grows every year if i'm not mistaken yeah. it looks like it really really yeah. is growing uh, the one we Absolutely. were at, I, I think you guys are, <laughs> I still have that same same location there. But it's it's yeah, a it's a beautiful good. setup. You guys do it every October, um, I think, or right Thanks around so that time. And and it's it's such a it's you know you really bring in a lot of different professionals from all over that industry, from, from all over the world. Really, I mean, yeah. we, met, we met folks I think from England. We met folks yep. from the U.S., yeah. from Mexico, yeah. from South America, yeah. Central America, yeah. um, from so, Serbia. We are yeah, yeah, from yeah, Serbia. Exactly. <laughs> Of course, exactly. So, we we met people from countries that don't exist anymore, technically. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, but you know what? They not all spoke the same either. language. Yeah. Even though, even yeah. though not everybody spoke uh, uh, Spanish fluently, everybody spoke the language of executive protection, protection. security, uh, human behavior, human performance, and that went everywhere. And and everybody yeah. got it. And and that's yeah. that's what we love. And and yeah, I'll tell you yeah. what, we've got to do we've got to do another one of these, Ivan, down the road a little bit. Uh, and we've got to try to do it uh, in Spanish uh, uh, for those markets because that's really hard. Yeah. Like like you found with your book, you had to release it in English as well, right? Because there's a Thank market you. for it. And you know, uh, our book just came out, and we want to make sure that we get it in oh. Spanish as well because there's so many people that 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 follow our work, and, and you know, I hear it all the time from from Gonzalo. Gosh, if you guys just spoke fluent Spanish, well, we're trying. I've had <laughs> yeah. babble now for two years, yeah. you know, and it's más difícil. Okay, it's not as easy as you might think, right? So uh, we're trying. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, of and we got to send you a copy of our book as yeah. well. Oh, uh, please, uh, we got to make please. sure because we want you to please. we want you to have something to rest on on the plane. You know, <laughs> please, it will be an honor for me. And uh, of course, everything you need to promote the book in in Latin America and, and all the places we work with, please, it will be a pleasure. Thanks, we Ivan. You're we such a great Ivan. friend. 
Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks everyone for tuning in and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and don't forget that training changes behavior. That's all for today, folks. But if you'd like even more content, you can head over to our Patreon page. The link can be found in the episode details. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and please tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in and thank you for your support.